hey, we're glad you're here today. We're one of those churches that we believe Easter is a big deal. And the reason why we believe Easter is a big deal because Friday was called, was called Good Friday. And it wasn't good for Jesus, but it was, it was good for you and I if you believe Jesus is, is Lord of all, like the songs that we sang about just a few moments ago. But we believe on Good Friday Jesus was, was dragged to a, to a place where he, didn't, he knew he was going to go and he didn't have any control of himself. At that point, there was, he was taken captive by a couple of men and a, and a whole uh, squad of guys. They took him and they, and they beat him and they, and they beat him beyond recognition. They put a crown of thorns. They shoved it on his head and they, they strapped a cross to his back. And once they strapped that cross to his back, they made him walk and they made him walk to the place where he would, where his cross would go into the ground. And the cross got so heavy that, the, that he, they had to have some guys help him carry the cross because it was too heavy for him to to him to carry him, and then he got on that cross, and the Bible says that when he, the Bible says that when he got on that cross, that he died eventually, after some hours, and after he died, the Bible says that the, that the, that the skies grew dark, like it was on Friday, and not only did the skies grow dark, that the, the ground began to, the ground began to shake, things began to change, things began to look completely different, and Three days later, they put him in. They put him in a tomb when he got that cross. And three days later, the, the the stone was rolled away. And three days later, he rose again. He walked and he talked and he moved on this earth. And he did that because he had a great love for you. He had a great love for you. Not only does he have love for you, the Bible says that he. Not only does he have love. Not only does he do love, but he actually is. He is love. The Bible tells us that in John chapter fifteen, verse thirteen, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friend. And Jesus laid down his life for both, for both you and I. He did that for he wants to have relationship with you. I, I was talking to a friend of mine out in the lobby, and she's like, yo, I was here on Christmas. I'm here on Easter. I come twice a year. Don't mess this up. It's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. I got two shots. I got two shots to make sure I, I say, the, say the right things. But we're, we're glad you're here. We wanted you to know this. If you're, if you're visiting Hope for the first time, we, we met a girl about, about three, four or five years ago, and she's this little country girl from Kentucky. She walked into church like, hey, Pastor Wes, I'm glad to be here today. And I said, we're so glad you're here. She said, my friend from Kentucky told me I need to come visit your church. She was from, she's from Kentucky, and her friend, her, she invited her friend to our church. And her friend walked to me, and she goes, hey, my friend invited me to church, a little country girl from Kentucky. And I said, Whitney, I know exactly who she is. And she's here today. And wherever you walked in from or however you got here, we want you to know that we're glad, we're glad you're here. My parents put me in a small little Christian school. When I was a little kid, they knew I was going to need some extra help. And if you know me, you know that I'm the kind of guy who needs some, I need some extra help. And they put me in a, in a little, little uh, Christian school, and I met a, I met a girl there, uh, one of my friends back in preschool, Heather, Heather Worsinger. And I bumped into her at the Magic Game on, on Monday, on, 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 on a couple days ago, whatever day it was, Friday night. And I said, hey, <laughs> my days get all mixed up. Mondays, it was Monday through Sunday. I saw her Monday through Sunday. And I said, hey, she gave me a big hug, and I said, you need to come to church on Easter. I said, everyone comes to church on Easter. And she's here with her and her mom. I love, love her and her family and met her. We've been friends for, man, almost 30 years. Like, that means we're old. Like, when you know somebody for 30 years, that means you're old. It makes me feel really good about myself. And, but no matter how you got here, we want you to know we're just really glad you're here. And uh, we don't know. We, when we started this church, we started this church for people who don't go to church because they've been to a church. They don't go to church because they've been to a church. We want you to know we're, we're glad you're here. We're, we're glad you're visiting. We're glad you're visiting with us. I was talking to my friend Travis today. I said, you know why I was telling him about a story, that's, something that happened to me recently. And I said, that's why people don't go to church. <laughs> I said, it's a miracle we both go to church. He's like, well, you have to be here. I was like, well, good point, good point. But we just want you to know we're glad you're here. And no matter, walk, no matter what walk of life you're, you're coming from, we want you to know that 
you've you got a place here, and we want to invite you back, and we want to be family and friends with you. And we don't do everything right at this church, but we do, we do love people. I want to read a story out of the Bible, Luke chapter 24, because, you know, my son said to me, Dad, why is it Good Friday if Jesus died on the cross for our sins? Well, it was good news because he came off that cross, and, and, and he was raised a, again. And, and um, that proves a couple things to both you and I, and I'd like to walk through a passage of Scripture that maybe would help you maybe it would help you in, in your journey today. And a lot of people have a problem with church, but they don't have a problem with Jesus. And so that's good news for you and I because a lot of times we don't go to church because we have a problem with somebody at church or something happened at church, but we want you to know you shouldn't have a problem with Jesus. He's a good man. Not only is he a good man, but he's a good God. And he loves you and he's got a plan for your life. He wants to do incredible things in your life. And today he's gonna start some of those things. And for some of you guys, he's gonna finish, he's gonna finish some of those things. In Luke chapter 24, the dust is beginning to settle. By the way, have you ever noticed when things get really bad, all your friends leave you? You ever feel like, you ever feel like that before? Like, and, and if you ever feel like that, you're in good company. Like, don't be mad. Like, I don't know why they got mad at me and they left. It's okay. It happened to Jesus. When he's on the cross, we can't find nobody. People ran. They scattered. And now they're coming back. When people used to make fun of me, my dad used to say to me, son, people made fun of Jesus. And they didn't like Jesus. And he used to say, who do you think you are? He said it with an explicit snuck in there somewhere. He's like, but who do, you, who do you think that you are? If they made fun of Jesus, so what happened to Jesus has happened to you and I. People have left you before and they've hurt you before and people did the same exact thing to Jesus. They were gone. They were running far away and the dust begins to settle. We pick up in Luke chapter 24, verse 1. The Bible says this. Now, Sunday morning came. Sunday morning came. We're here on a Sunday morning today. I want to, I want to let you know, as if things are bad in your life, I want you to know that Sunday can come. And I'm not talking about the day of the week. Better days are, are, are coming. If, if things are bad in your life, you know, what if Jesus would have ended God's story? What if God would have ended Jesus' story on Friday? Then it wouldn't have been that bad. It would have been bad. But it didn't end on Friday. And so if you're in a season of life right now where things aren't going the way that you think that they're going, give it three more days. Maybe give it three more months. Maybe give it three more weeks because the best is yet to come. Things can change because Sunday, Sunday came for Jesus. The woman went to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They went to go prepare and to, to take care of Jesus' body. They found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they weren't, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. That's awkward. We're gonna go take care of Jesus' body, and he was not there. They knew he wasn't gonna be there. They knew he wasn't gonna be, they heard he was gonna raise again, but this was a first-time incident. They didn't really know that he actually wasn't gonna be there. He just, we knew he was gonna raise again, but they didn't know exactly what all that meant because they'd never seen a resurrection before. Not three days later, and we see that the stone was rolled away and she went. And by the way, if I walked up to a grave today or to a tomb and I saw the tomb was rolled away, I'd be like, yo, I got to go. I'm busy. Like I knew I was coming to take care of everybody, Jesus, but this is, this, I would have went the other way. I would have went the other way. That song we sang, out of the darkness and to your glory, said Jesus got out of that grave and you and I, we got to run out of the grave. I would have been running away. I don't want to see, you remember that movie, is it, was it Sixth Sense? I see. Like, what was that? Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to have that kind of, I'm, gonna, I'm running the other way. I'm, I'm not staying around to see why the tomb was, was, tomb was rolled away. I'll be honest with you, I walked in my house a few weeks ago, and, and we have four kids. We have an 11-year-old daughter. She is saved, and she loves Jesus. And we have a seven-year-old, we have an eight-year-old son. Um, I'm not sure if he loves Jesus. Uh, we have four-year-old twins. My little, the, the, the twin boy, he's a good kid. The daughter, the four-and-a-half-year-old twin daughter, she's demon-possessed, okay? And so you're laughing when you should be praying for me because I'm not, I'm not like, I believe in demons because I have this four-year-old, so now I know. And she's the kind of kid that when you go to bed at night, you got to sleep with one eye open because you don't know if she'll kill you in your sleep. Like, that's kind of where we're at with her. If I saw, I went, one of the, I went home the other day and one of my doors left open, which that's a normal occurrence for our kids to leave the door open because they're kids. Kids do things 
that kid's zoo, and the door was left open, and I was like, I don't know if I want to go in there. You've seen the movies. I don't want to be the guy that dies first. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going in there. And so I didn't want to go in there, but these women went in there. Verse 5, the women were terrified, and they bowed. So let me back up. Verse 4, as they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them. They were clothed in dazzling robes. They had their Sunday their Sunday best on, they had a jacket. By the way, don't come back next week and expect in a jacket because you won't see one. Next week is tennis shoes and t-shirt. This is from my mama. Verse five says that they were, that these women, they were terrified and they bowed their faces to the ground because the light was so bright. Then the, arm, then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? There's a sermon in there. Verse six, he is in here. He got up. Won't he do it, Amy Garman? Verse 6 says he is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? He said, I'm going to be coming back again. I'm going to raise again. You shouldn't be so surprised. Verse 7, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And then he would rise again on third day. Guys, I told you this was going to happen. Whatever Jesus told you, it's going to come to happen. If some of you guys are going to say God gave you a word a long time ago or God was using you a long time ago or, or God put something in your spirit a long time ago, I want you to know that he's not done with you yet. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. What God said to be true, it's going to happen. It's going to, be, it's going to happen. It's going to, come, it's going to, come, to come to pass. Verse 7 says, the Son of Man said that. Verse 8, they remembered what, that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else, what had happened, whatever Jesus said was going to happen, it actually happened. Verse 10, it tells us who it was. It was Mary Magdalene, um, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who, who told the apostles what had happened. He sent some women. Come on, ladies. Because, guys, we would have messed this thing up. We would have went there. We'd be like, yeah, I got to go. I got to go. I told you guys, when we had twins, I almost passed out. I didn't even have the baby, but I almost passed out. We would have walked in there, saw a dead body, like, yo, we got to go. This isn't. We've been looking for our wives, man. That's what we've been doing, you know? And so these ladies, he sent ladies in there to do it and to just see it, to, to find out what was going on. And, and they went back and they went to go tell the other people. But the Bible says in verse 11, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. The story sounded like nonsense to the men. And they didn't. They didn't believe it. I want to prove to you a couple things that we see in this passage of Scripture that I hope will help someone out today. Here's the first thing. Easter is proof that God does exist. Easter is proof that God does exist because here's why we know before the crucifixion, before the cross, he was just Jesus. He was just walking. He was just talking. He was just minding his own business. He was just loving people and he was just helping people. We're a church that exists to love all people at all times and all places. Before the crucifixion, he was just loving people. But after the crucifixion, the Bible says that three days later, he rolled, the tomb was rolled away. And because he rose again, that made him God. He was Jesus on earth. But the crucifixion points to us and proves to us that he's actually just not just a man, but he's also God. He's both Jesus and he's both God. But he's two in one. He's actually three in one. He's Father, he's Son, and he's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can live in you today. He can change your life. He can make all dead things become alive. We see in this passage that Easter is proof that God does exist. Scientists have proved that he got up off that cross and he walked again. Historians say this is the most accurate book ever written. The historians say that this is the most accurate book ever written. Historians say that he got off the cross and he walked again. Biblically, historically, scientifically, people over and over again. He had to show himself to over 500 people 
Over 500 people saw Jesus walk and talk because one or two ladies, they wouldn't have believed him. 12 disciples, they wouldn't have believed him. 120 people, when they met in the upper room, well, they wouldn't have believed him. But over 500 people, if you go to court today, some of you guys are like, oh, how do you know? Why, how do you know about my, my business? I don't know about your business, but if you had to go to court today, one eyewitness can put you behind jail. I got pulled over a few weeks ago. Yeah, I did. I did. You didn't hear about it on the news. You didn't hear about it for a seatbelt. And the lady said to me this, she goes, well, you can fight it if you want. I said, ma'am, I don't want to fight it. It's 114 bucks. I'm going to borrow the money from my dad and we're going to be good to go. I got this. When I say I got this, I mean my dad. I was like, if you see my wife, do not tell her. I'm going to get a check in my, from my dad. My dad, my wife did not like, she liked wasting money. She liked me wasting money. Over 500 people saw Easter is proof that God does Easter is proof that God does exist. Here's the second thing that I, that I saw in this passage of scripture. Easter is proof that you're loved. Easter is proof that you're loved because no, why would he get on the cross and die on the, die on the cross for the sins of the world for, for nothing? He wouldn't die for nothing. You wouldn't die for nothing. I wouldn't die for nothing. Only love can make you do that. The first John, I mean, the book of John chapter 15 tells us that no greater love would happen unless no greater love would be any kind of love unless a man would lay down his own life for his son. Easter is proof that you're loved. And I realize more and more in my, this is my fourth Easter as a pastor. I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at it. I'm trying to figure it out. But here's what I realize. A lot of people have a hard time believing that they're loved because their mom and dad didn't love them. They were adopted. First mom and dad didn't want them. You know, they were, maybe they felt like um, maybe something bad happened to them. Bad happened, hey, by the way, Bad, that, bad things happen to all of us in here today. Three weeks, in a, three weeks, back to back to back, flat tires. I know about persecution. Three flat tires in three weeks. Go to let the trailer down to unload this place. I wonder if you knew this or not, this was a gymnasium before it was a church and I rolled the, rolled the thing down and the, and the trailer cable broke. That's persecution, all that was in the same exact week. And then to make things better, I come in the next day, last Sunday, to go to get in the truck and someone tried to, someone tried to break into the church truck. There's a special place for people who try to break into church trucks. Some of you guys are like, yeah, that's good. I like that. That's good preaching. I like this guy. If it says Hope Church all over, you don't want to break into a church thing. Like, this is not a good idea. I just want to let you know today, we want you to know you're loved. The cross modeled that for you and I. The cross modeled that you are, that you're loved. You're loved. He got off that grave. He did that for you. He came out of the grave for you and for me out of the darkness. So you and I can have a different kind of life. You're loved today. I want you to know that you're loved today. Now, I want to I want to preach for just a moment. That was my message, but I also want to preach a little bit. Here's a couple things I saw in the pastor's scripture I think might would help you out. In Luke chapter 24, in this pastor's scripture, verse 5, the Bible says, The women were terrified, and they bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? I want to preach this point today. Quit looking for love in dead things. I mean, so many people, they want to be loved. They, oh, I want to be loved. Oh, God, please love me. I want to be loved. But they're looking for love in all the wrong places. I think there's a song for that. They're looking for love in dead things. The chief of, uh, chief of police for, um, for Windermere came up to me the other day. I did a devotion for the, um, for the staff, staff here at the YMCA. And the, on the, I'm on the board here. And I, and I preached this passage of scripture. And he said, my son died six years ago. Changed my life forever. He goes, I bought my wife a nice little place. My wife went to the gravesite every single day for a year. And I said, all right, that's, 
what, what, is there like a, is there, is there a good ending to the story? Because right now you got me like, it's like a cliffhanger. It's kind of awkward that you're telling me that. He goes, then God put in my, my wife's heart, Luke 2, 4, 5. Luke 2, 4, 5. Luke 2, 4, 5. And he said, it was the verse you preached that one more terrified and they bowed with their face to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? And as he said, God told me that day that my son is no longer in the grave. He's in heaven. I want you to know that some of us in your day were looking for love in all the wrong places. Don't look for love in dead things. Don't look for love in dead things. Quit looking for love in dead things. And here's the second thing I saw, Luke chapter 24, verse 11. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they did not believe. Can I, can I, can I give you this? God dropped this in my spirit this week. Just because love doesn't look the way we think it should look, it does not mean that it does not exist. Just because love does not look the way that you and I think it should look does not mean that it doesn't exist. I want you to know that just because you think that looks foolish, to get on the cross and on the cross for your sins and for my sins, it didn't look foolish to Jesus. It didn't look foolish to Jesus. It actually made sense to him that he actually went through with it. He could have ran like you and I would have done, like I would have done, but he stayed there. And then lastly, I want you to know what happened on the cross was for you. What happened on the cross was for you. Personalize it today. I don't know what your name is in here today. And there's a lot of you guys in here today. There's a lot of different names and some of you guys have never, ever met before. But what God on the cross for you he did that for Wes, Wes Beecham. He did it for Wes Beecham the first. He did it for John Wes Beecham the second. And John Wes Beecham the third. Hopefully he's in kids' church behaving somewhere. But probably not. Let's just be honest. You know, we're in church. Let's be honest. He did that for all three of us. He did it for you today. And now it's up to you to accept the free gift of salvation. It's up to you. Everyone gets to make the decision whether or not they believe in the cross, the resurrection, or not. Everyone gets to make that decision. We all get to make that decision.